You are listening to the Weekly Keepley. We can redistribute power where we see fit. On the House Counterculture Podcast. We are stronger than ever. Welcome back, bitches. Woo! You are here with uh, your host, Self Tano, my co-host here. Drig Nast, the Drag-nast. nastiest motherfucker in the galaxy. Oh yeah, Driggy with the blicky. Or plaster, whatever. <laughs> and uh, we're here on the ice planet Hoth, on a cold and dreary night in the old Delta outpost. We've uh, taken refuge here, and we've come to talk about something dark and sinister, right? Right, Mr. Tano? Yes, yes, I'm in my dark fifis right now. In my dark fifis. We've got the dark side on our side tonight. Because we're talking about the one and only Sith. Well, I shouldn't say one. I should, I should say more like two and only, because that's the rule, right? Oh, yeah, the rule of two. The rule of two. It drastically applies. applies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hashtag dose gang. <laughs> but tonight we thought it would be fun to talk about some of our favorite Sith. And not necessarily based on who's popular and who's influential by any means. But maybe those Sith that don't get enough attention. Or get the wrong type of attention, right? You'd say, like, are underrated? Underrated, obscure, maybe not popular, just not known mainstream-wise. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or even if they are mainstream, maybe just for our own reasons, you know, why we like them. Personally, yeah, that's what it was for me. It was just respect. Like, I just kind of, like... You know, I'm not typically a dark side dude, but uh, right. you know, there's a couple out there. I'm just like, you know, interesting characters. I want to dive in. And, you know, I, I never chose a side. I was I was the bounty hunter kind of guy, obviously. But I like the dark side guys a little more sometimes. They have a little more history. They're a little more, like, conflicted, obviously. Like, there's a little more struggle in their story outside of, like, some of the Jedi. I mean, the Jedi go through their own trials and tribulation, don't get me wrong. But the fact that they didn't go to the dark side, you know how their stories are going to go. The dark side, you, you really don't know where anything's going to go in what direction. They, they don't give you hints. You know, every, every dark sider's story is a little different. Yeah, that's, I do like that. It's not like there's, there's depth to it. It's not like we're evil just because yeah. we like to be evil. Just because we hate everyone. No, dude, everyone has a reason to be evil and they go through that, which I really, really, really like. So, I mean, you want to kick us off? What's your first Sith that you think deserves a spot in your top three? Well, <clears throat> my first, who do I want to start off with? It's a hard question. It is. So many, like, you know? I don't want to, like, I guess I can't say I respect them in the particular order that we'll discuss them here, but let's... Yeah, yeah, no, this is not your top three. This is just three in general that you think are cool. Asajj Ventress. Let's start there. Okay, I like, so start I like. on Asajj Ventress. For those that don't know her and don't know what she's from, who is Asajj Ventress? Asajj Ventress is the former apprentice of Count Dooku. Hell yeah. Um, until? Well, until he is ordered by Darth Sidious to kill her. Sneaky ass motherfucking Dr. Palpatine. I don't know why I call him Dr. Doctor, I mean, shit. He might as well be for he everything a, he orchestrated. You know? Bruh's got a doctorate in evil. Yeah, in evil, <laughs> he's a doctorate in the Sith. Um, yeah, he orders Dooku to kill his apprentice, Asajj Ventress, and of course she escapes. And doesn't she actually become a bounty hunter for a while? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was, um, that was a pretty cool arc. She actually worked with young Boba Fett. See, going into all of this, she has a dope story. Yeah. So, um. 
the reason she became a Sith, she wasn't always, obviously she wasn't always just an evil person. Although like Darth Mirians kind of seem that way. They kind of, it almost, at least in my eyes, it's almost like they lack humanity. They're just a dark, evil, violent people. Yeah. Um, or at least that's how it seems they're portrayed. But uh, Well, because their planet is just filled with dark. You know, the dark side. It's like it, a it, gateway it, to it. Yeah, like emanates dark force energy. Right. Like, um, for her, though, <clears throat> she had a life of being used from the time she was a baby. Oh, so, shit. Uh, per my research, I couldn't find a specific reason as to mm-hmm. why. But a bounty hunter, uh, or a pirate, should I say, comes uh, to Dathomir. And the night mother gives her away. Oh fuck! Yeah, we not sure why, okay. but she had to go, and she loved this guy. Yeah, but um, he was really just using her as a weapon. Mm. So to get his way, and it's either do his bidding or I'm gonna have my little force child. My little force <laughs> child. <laughs> my force child just fuck your shit up. Yeah, and <clears throat> so. Um, during an attack by some other, we could say raiders or pirates. Yeah. Um, he gets killed. And oh she shit! Se- yeah, she sees this. Yeah, so she just loses her shit. Loses her shit and starts lashing out. So does that when Duke kind of like recruits her? She, he's like, Ooh. nope. No, that's not even then. This this is why she's interesting Damn. to me, is because from there a Jedi, um, a Jedi Knight sees her, mm-hmm. um, using the Force and sees that she's strong. Yeah. Um. So. And she's still young. Okay. So he takes her under her wing. And I want to say for about 10 years, he trains her. And, um... Oh, shit. So she has, like, inner working knowledge of the Jedi. In a way. Yes and no. Like, she has some knowledge of their their teachings and ways. So this guy, um... He exiled himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of forget right now. I'm a little fuzzy on why he did it. Mm. But, you know, it's like for something noble because that's he's a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, she didn't know this initially. But um, that's why he even encountered her on this desolate, you know. It's, oh, okay. It's like a backwards So he wasn't like planet. an official Jedi anymore. He was just like a... Yeah. Like, he was still an upstanding guy. He yeah. just... To an extent, you know, rogue. honor and I'm a rogue yeah. Jedi. It's like if if Qui Gon would have still lived, he probably would have went rogue because he didn't agree with the council a lot. You know, you know, they always do like the noble thing. Like I can't believe I did that. I must right. exile myself. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I am not worthy. <laughs> so, but he is Samurai. training her because he's like, wow, you know, she has very good potential. Um, so, <laughs> ten years of training and they grow very close together. She's very very close to them and. He gets killed. Okay. And, uh, well, that hatred, anger, all the feelings that uh, uh, the Jedi are against or that will pull you to the dark side, you know, that starts to seep in. Oh, shit. Um, And so this person, well, from there she gets gets captured, too, after that. After uh, her master is killed, uh, some bounty hunters trap her. Because she goes after the people that killed her master. Okay. They set a trap, and now she is forced to... She's essentially a gladiator. Ooh, dope. And um, so she's forced to fight for... They don't... Is this the Haxian brood? The Haxian... You know what it might be? Um, That'd be cool if it was. 
like from the Jedi Fallen Order, because it's the same timeline, it would make sense. And there's not a lot of bounty hunters that have that M.O. Yeah, it's like the whole, like I said, just fight arena, and they put so, beasts and creatures and shit in there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll assume, for, we'll for assume. lack of better knowledge. So she gets locked in their <laughs> arena and has to fight, and then I'm assuming she gets set free or breaks free. So, during one of her fights, mm-hmm. uh, enters uh, Count Dooku. He is sitting up there next to, like, the head guy. Okay. And um, he's watching her fight. And he's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, damn, I'm impressed. Oh, yeah. So he That's just, how, okay. he kills the head guy he's sitting next to. He just takes his lightsaber out. Whoop, nice. He's dead. And then he comes down there into yeah. the arena. Like, yo, what's good? And, of course, she's like, yo, fuck you. And then. You got, like, a mint in your mouth? No. <laughs> Sorry, you sound like you have a mint in your mouth. It's so distracting to me. <laughs> oh, Stop it. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> I, can't, I'm just, I can't pay attention. Um, so with that, uh, they he kind of flexes on her real quick. So yeah. he, you know, he's zapping her with the force lightning and all of that stuff and um, convinces her to be his apprentice. Okay. And that's where and then know, they come together. And then we lead together. into the whole her, like, getting a hit on her head, escaping it, becoming a bounty hunter... What I want to know is, does she ever die, and when is that happening in the timeline? I've never really seen a lot of stuff after Clone Wars. You know what I mean? Mm. So, what ends up happening is... Well, hell, let me continue the story, because it ties into this here. Oh my god, how long is your Sarge Ventra story? Jesus Christ. Shit, (laughs) it's it's worth hearing. Anyway. Okay. So, from there, like, Dooku actually likes her. Mine are going to be like five minutes each, Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Duke actually, uh, Duke actually likes her okay. and trains her up. And of course, his whole plan is well, let's overthrow Palpatine. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, know, that's always the plan dude. with the apprentice and the Sith. That's what we've come to see. Mm-hmm. Is that there is the the rule of two. So whenever an apprentice is training someone, ooh, big big daddy Palp or 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 uh, Plagueis were dumb to not think about that. I know. I mean, Pla- Sidious did, but Plagueis was stupid you know what i mean yeah didn't think about these things and it's always it has to be that way and that's how they're the most powerful is when they can serve it to the rule of two so he starts training asajj ventress they think they're gonna take out palpatine and then he's like what like you gotta take her out bro well the thing is she was becoming too powerful yeah and he was sensing that he was like "Mm, i don't like this i don't trust that i don't don't, like it uh, i feel iffy about this like prove your loyalty kill her now dooku didn't want to do it right but of course you know if you let it grow then it's like mm, constant threat in the force and you don't want that for your future plans so it makes sense and then, like, it, it was kind of cool to see her run off and become a bounty hunter, is all I'm saying. Like, that was my... I was like, oh, man, I like that. She's like, fuck it, I can, I can at least do something for money. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I can't be part of, like, some master plan, no, but why do... I, I just want to take care of myself. She was very, like, noble at the same time. Like, when she ran into Ahsoka and helped her out. Yeah. It was like, oh, dude, that's cool. I like that you were, like, not just a bitch. <laughs> like, you, know? you could have just been evil the whole time, but she wasn't just evil the whole time. She was just pushed into evil means. Basically, you know, Sith beliefs and, like, the code of being a Sith. Um, so, after Dooku fucked her over and she survived, mm-hmm. yeah, by that point, you know, she just kind of let go of that. But what, she, what makes her interesting is she was kind of doing that because... She, as she got older, she realized everyone that has ever 
mattered to her or mm-hmm. been in like a guardianship kind of role yeah. for her has been using her for some type of purpose. And so after Dooku, she just was done and she goes off and just does her own thing. And that's where you see, and like you said, with Ahsoka is where you start to see like the just general humanity in her yeah. rather than her just being like this evil assassin or Sith right. that just fights and yeah. Which it's cool to see that in those dark characters. Don't get me wrong. I still am a fan of the like, Hey, I'm just here for the money bounty hunter but mm-hmm. at the same time like it's cool to see one that has a purpose and a heart you know what i mean some duality in yeah there, so know? i was like that's cool that makes for a good character writing okay i like this she's a good character but again answer my question does she die um no i don't remember she we she gets she that. gets she like gets married to a, a jedi oh okay so she, but we don't know after order 66 quinlan so we sh- we would have to look up if Quinlan dies in Order sixty six because if he dies, I would assume she dies. If I remember correctly, his name's Quinlan, but basically he was a Jedi. Okay. They met after she, and he becomes Dooku's uh, apprentice after her. So there's no way that they're. You're not answering my question. Do you think? No, dead? as far as I know, she doesn't. She's not so dead. How is she not dead? Uh, anyway, that's interesting. Per my research. Okay. So she's still alive. I'd be interesting to see where she's at. And what happens to her as far as in the I'd, timeline? I'd like to know more. Because there's not a lot of Night Sisters out there as far as we know. There's like two. It's like her and Marin. Yeah, there's Marin. That's pretty much it in canon. There's none left other than that after they all got slaughtered. Rest in peace, Mother Talzin. But, you know. Speaking out of Mother Talzin, do you want to know my next is addition? It, is it? Mother Talzin? No. Okay. She's not technically Sith. Oh, okay, well... Yeah. I mean, they're allied with the Sith, and they use similar sides of the Force, but I don't think you could count the Night Sisters as Sith. But he's from Dothamir. Most people, do. some people, some YouTube reviewers, are foolish enough to say that he is not a Sith, that he is merely an assassin, but Darth Maul. I love Darth Maul. I know that he was never really set up to succeed, and that's not his story, and so many people want to see him thrive. Throughout the Star Wars canon, he's meant to be the character that continually comes back and thinks they're going to win and never wins. And that's okay. He's still a threatening force. He's still badass. He still uses the dark side of the Force in Sith ways, was trained by the most powerful Sith Master we've ever seen. And was his direct apprentice. Yes, he wasn't the endgame apprentice at the end. But at this time, we have to remember that he didn't have any other options as far as who to train and who to have as an apprentice. Anakin, yes, he was born. Yeah. But at this time, they even reference in, like, Phantom Menace. He had no idea for the most part that Anakin was the chosen one. He had some sense that this kid was strong with the Force, but he didn't have an inkling to think that he could be his his apprentice at that moment he thought okay i'm gonna keep an eye on you you know what i mean i don't think when he was a kid he clearly thought oh uh i'm gonna train this little kid when he's fucking 19 years old but i'm gonna get my cat she wandered into the fucking studio i don't know how it's a bad kitty bad kitty oh nice she just ran out on her own i used the force she knows she ain't supposed to be in here Anyway, uh, Darth Maul was, of course, a knight brother from Dothamir. 
who selected to be Palpatine's apprentice and trained in the dark ways. He was the one in the Phantom Menace that we all see that took out Qui-Gon Jinn. Everyone thought he died when he was split in half by Obi-Wan, and rightly so. Yeah. You know, that was his character in the movie. At this time, George Lucas had no plans on reviving Darth Maul. So at that time, we know he died. But then in Clone Wars, the TV show, we see that he had been taken to this trash planet out through all this trash that was dumped in that hole, you know what we can assume? Yeah. And he lived off feeding on his own hatred for Obi-Wan, and that's what kept him alive, but it drove him insane throughout the years. And I like when his brother, Savage Opress, finds him on that trash planet because he's, like, made out of, like, spider mechanical legs and shit. I was like, not expecting that. It was super yeah. cool. It was, like, Scorpion King-ish with uh, The Rock, but way better and not shitty CGI. <laughs> but, uh, no, I love that. And they take him back, they give him some robot legs, and they're like, yo, bro, let's do this. So he takes Savage as his apprentice for the time being while he overthrows Mandalore with... Uh, with Death Watch and does that whole thing. But uh, eventually we find out that the Emperor feels this in the Force, comes to Mandalore and is like, hey bitches, I'ma kill Savage and take Darth Maul captive. What we don't know until he resurfaces is what ends up happening uh, to Darth Maul. But we find out in a Marvel comic book. There's two Marvel comic books uh, for Darth Maul. One of them kind of focuses on his breakout and how Death Watch broke him out mm. of uh, the Emperor's prison that he put him in. He was torturing him and electrocuting him and shit. And uh, there's also one where they break him out of the uh, Republic prison, essentially. Like, he escapes from that. But right, there's right. it highlights his whole run through uh, Crimson Dawn and his rise to like taking over the pirates and stuff it's called son of dothamir it's a really 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 good book but you, you really get to see the nitty-gritty of all the stuff that solo made you excited about when you saw him as the leader of crimson dawn you were like holy shit darth maul's back he's still alive ah, officially in movies and surprising he, that's the thing he's so goddamn resilient as a sith user he's so fierce he's the only double-bladed lightsaber wielder that we've ever seen and he's more than proficient at it like, you see him, he's a fucking ninja, dude. Like, there is no Force user, honestly, I think, that can go toe-to-toe, one-on-one with Darth Maul, other than Obi-Wan at that time, because Obi-Wan was resourceful. He was lucky and resourceful and saw a brief moment and it took advantage of it just like Darth Maul did with Qui-Gon. But after that, dude, Darth Maul's hatred just, like, increased his power a hundredfold, and he dominated a lot of the Outer Rim, in the galaxy as a fucking syndicate boss and i think that's crazy took over mandalore bro <laughs> like as a false figure with a false figurehead true like yeah mandalore is a huge fucking figure state and to like have that come crashing down dude like pfft. it took him no time to take over all this shit too right he did it pretty fucking flawlessly so i think that darth maul for being one of those characters that is purely loved just for his aesthetics and for his like you know, differentness in that way. I love him for his resourcefulness and his resiliency because he always comes back. He always has a way to at least plot revenge and be a serious threat to everyone's plans, like at all times. He's just a huge disruptor and a monkey wrench. You know what I mean? Like no one expects him to come back and do all these things. You know, for Dothmerians and how I said, like it was good to see humanity or that duality in uh, Ventress. Yeah. 
Darth Maul is actually like he is just kind of evil. Yeah, like he that's just kind of his nature. So it's funny right. that like you know he doesn't have that heart. There is all he's fueled by is revenge. That's literally it. And if he didn't have that, like I don't know if he would have become as powerful as he did. Like arguably so. I think when he was out in Phantom Menace, he was fucking powerful. Look how he took on two Jedi's. Like he'd be a shit Jedi because like like the ways of the Sith and the teachings of the Sith based on his natural personality it really does amplify his power i don't think he'd be nearly as powerful with the force if he were to be a jedi yeah he he doesn't have the naturally he doesn't have the right emotions attuned to like increase himself you know yeah so no, i agree with that he would have no way to access that side of the force but he is one of the strongest force users i think we've seen in movies at least other than sidious of course but it's hard to top sidious because he's the most long living powerful you know oh just op as hell op like force user even with a fucking lightsaber but it's just that fucker right you know? so i mean it's hard to talk <clears throat> him but i mean darth maul it was a threat and that's why he had to go after him so it's like it's cool to see that he really made his stamp on that universe so yeah that's why he's one of my my three that i picked today Rightly so. Yeah. What's one of yours? What's the next one down? Uh, next one down, we got Revan. Ooh, a deep cut. Explain. Revan, explain Revan, for people who Revan. don't know Darth Revan who Darth Revan is. So, Revan is a character that played both sides. Um, he had a lifespan basically, uh, roughly four hundred years. Um, not going to be exact, but it's like that anyway starts off as a youngling goes through you know jedi training and all of that as he gets older um he just has tons of potential and and he's just solid it's mm. fucking solid right jedi count jedi council is just like yo this dude's dope he's, this kid's powerful um but uh the mandalorians they they end up invading a planet and trying to commit genocide against the people meanwhile uh the Jedi, they're just like, yeah, let's stay out of this. Mm. Revan didn't like that. He's like, he's begging and begging and begging, like, yo, we need to stop this. Uh, they say no, but he says yes, so he goes and does it himself. Um, and <clears throat> ends up building up his own militia or whatever, and in his quest for power and knowledge to make sure he has all the tools he needs to get these objectives done, Yeah, he discovers... Uh, like an old uh, what's the word I'm looking for institution uh, old Sith institution basically learns about uh, the dark side um, huh. the, the was it the Starforge Skyforge so really powerful weapon anyway hmm. um, in those teachings and learning about the Sith ways in the dark side he ends up becoming a Sith Lord hmm. um, him and his best friend uh, Malak Oh shit, Darth Malak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they grew up together in the Sith hood. As far as Sithians. Well, they both started off as younglings in the Jedi order. So, like, who rose higher? Did Revan rise higher than him, of course? Because he's badass. It was like Ken and Ryu. Like, yeah. they're both fairly equal, but Revan always had, like, that, that edge. So, yeah. like, if you're going to bet money, bet if it you on want, Revan. that's the safer bet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. um,. You know what? I'd rather go with the Goku Vegeta reference. You know, they both kick ass, but we know it really came down to it. Goku's taking that W. Mm -hmm. um, 
No, but um, anyway, so now he's he's a Sith Lord, but he's not necessarily like Sith Sith. He's still like his intentions are still noble. Um, he just uses the dark side. He yeah, he's willing to use the dark side. But he doesn't want to use it for evil. The thing is, he that he will stop at nothing. No, no cost is too great to uh, achieve the victory he's looking for. Yeah. Or to achieve the goal he set out to do. Okay. Um, and of course, by that point, he's wreaking havoc out in the galaxy to the point where, like, you know, the Empire's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Jedi Council's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, Republic, and he's just he's dude. Was run, <laughs> he was running shit. Uh, so anyway, uh, they set a trap. The Jedi's do, um, and also. As time went on, him and his bestie, Malik, uh, they kind of fell out. So they, while he's in a fight on the bridge of his ship against uh, Bastila, um, a, a Jedi that he knows from the Order, um, Malik shows up and ambushes them too and just starts opening fire on the bridge of the ship in an attempt to kill Revan. Um, and instead, you know, basically uh, Bastila saves him. He's unconscious, but, you know, save him. And instead of killing him or whatever, the Jedi decide to just wipe his mind. Oh, shit. They just wipe his mind of everything because he still, like, has potential. And they're like, okay, let's redo this. They just gave him a mulligan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're (laughs) like, okay, we'll just take you back. You never learned anything. This never happened, okay? (laughs) Right. That's a dangerous move, man, because what if he finds out and Jean Grey's all over you? Dude, they were so nervous about him finding out. Um, so they hid things like his mask and yeah. everything else. Oh, um, those dumb motherfuckers. And they're just like, look, nobody talk to him about anything that happened. Don't right. call him Darth, okay? <laughs> yeah, yo, just leave it all alone. Never play Garth Brooks again. You know. Uh, but eventually, of course, like he, over time, he figures it out, restores his powers, all of that. But this time, coming back, um, he regains his dark powers and learns of his dark history and he still maintains that good in him. Now he just balances it. Yeah. So it's I wouldn't even call him a gray Jedi by that point. Okay. Because he was neither Sith nor Jedi, but he's not gray. He just was Revan. He just wants to do what he feels is right and what uh, what his definition of peace for the galaxy would be. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and he just wanted to. He just was going to use both sides. To achieve that, but he was incredibly powerful. They say he mastered both sides. So, did he ever remember that he was dark and go back to the dark side? No, that's what I'm saying. It's when he did uh, regain yeah, okay. all of his yeah. memory, he, he became a Darth again. Uh, no, no, he, he was he like, knew I'm what he still did. be a Jedi. Yeah, it didn't like overtake him oh, like cool. it did the first time. Now, so, he stayed a Jedi. No, he so just he wasn't was a, a Jedi, he just stopped. <laughs> it was like he's like in this weird in between area yeah. he just was revving that's all the best way I can put it he was like fuck it man well I mean I I, I get it if after someone fucks with your mind you're like why would I want to be one of you like you know in, what I mean like his intents were always good yeah. his intents were always pure that's but like, interesting he just wasn't gonna he wasn't willing to do horrible evil things again yeah so technically a Sith user but not officially a Sith mm. yeah hmm. now he does go dark again yeah uh, later on hmm but that's after he half dies. Yeah. There's a whole thing a whole to his story, to it, and then he goes super dark. Cause yeah, and then it, he's dark, dark, dark Revan. It's dark, Darth Revan. God, it's a lot to dive into. Can I get a triple dark Revan with no sugar? <laughs> 
It's like his good side dies. Really? His dark side is still alive. So now he's like Mad Revan. Mm. They say he's like essentially insane. Crazy person. Up, oh, sick. That kinda, makes him more powerful. Kind of like how uh, Darth Maul survived by... Yeah, his oh, hatred, his hatred. made him crazy. Kind of the same effect. That's what he the dark was side so, does to you, man. That part of him didn't die. That's cool. But still had his body. I'm into it. His good side went on to be with the Force. And he's like way more chaotic and crazy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of chaotic and crazy, though, that ties perfectly into not only our sponsors, but my next pick. But we'll get to that in a second, because I want to read something real quick from the from the Jedi book. I think this would be a fun insight. It's the history of the Sith. It's a couple little pages long. Do you want to read oh, some goody. of it with me? Uh, or are you not into openly reading? I don't know. That's That print looks small as shit. Okay. <laughs> it's from the the Jedi Temple uh, book called The Jedi Way Path. Sorry, Jedi Path. <clears throat> um, this is from the chapter entitled The History of the Sith by Rastelli Quest, Chief Librarian of the Jedi Order. The dark side Ooh. is the selfish, impulsive energy you feel when you have not set yourself at peace. Members of the Order who give themselves over to this destructive emotion are often, often experience irreversible spiritual corruption that marks them as darksiders. Those who follow the, the rituals of the specific darkside philosophy become Sith. Not all darksiders are Sith, though the Sith have proven to be the most persuasive and malevolent power of the past several millennia. At times, they have controlled the majority of the galaxy. <clears throat> the Sith hold fast to a set of beliefs influenced by a neurotic magic. I'm sorry, necrotic magic of the alien species whose name they share. But their core tenets are summarized in the Sith Code. <clears throat> Peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The Force shall set me free. The Sith hold that these beliefs represent their willingness to challenge the restrictions of, uh, let's see, orthodoxy and shake up the foundations of power. Yet, it is plain that the Sith Code is a selfish one. Every tenet focuses on individual wants and desires. The Jedi know the greatness can only be won through humbling oneself. The Sith settle for the quick and easy power by sinking deep into their emotions. The Sith species originating on Caribbean, that's a, that, it does not sound like Caribbean, it's Korriban. K-O-R-R-I-B-A-N. The earliest darksiders, those who broke away from the Order during the first great schism of Tython, shared similar outlooks on power. Eventually, their teachings became so intertwined that Sith became to describe an inherent to their beliefs regardless of species. So it went from being a species of alien that was inherently evil to just the practice of those like teachings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is cool because that's kind of what Mandalorians became. Mandalorians were once an alien race too. And it was exclusive to that race. And then it became a culture. And this that's is where the their culture came from. <clears throat> but we digress. The Sith carry red bladed lightsabers that cause 
by their use of synthetic crystals. These lightsabers serve to both announce their presence and test our own sabers in battle. The Sith blade of a saber has been known to break the blade of a Jedi saber by overloading its energy matrix. The annihilation of the Sith Order has thankfully put these duels to such an end. Now, obviously, this book was written before the, the Purge of oh, Order 66. way back. There's little notes in the side here. You want to see who they're by? First one's Yoda. Gone the Sith are, though dark siders remain. One <laughs> on Dengar was I forced to kill. <laughs> and then we have one from Sidious. <clears throat> A feature rarely needed. A true Sith can kill a Jedi in moments. And he underlined, been known to break a blade by overloading its energy matrix. That's interesting. It's got a little diagram. If you guys are interested in this book, it's called The Jedi Path. Um, it's available on barnesandnoble.com. And there's the Book of the Sith as well, which we will, of course, get into. But it was not available as of yet. Why um, didn't do you want to hear about the Great Schism and the Final War? Yeah, okay, let's go in. Okay. Let's dive into it. It's all, a little, a little all in about Sith today. Modern Sith came about after the first great... Or I'm sorry, after the second great schism and the Hundred Year Darkness, a war between Jedi and Darksiders that involved an alchemical creation of monsters. The victorious Jedi sentenced the surviving Darksiders to banishment. But among the uncharted stars, the exiled Jedi discovered the Sith species, who worship death and the angry energies of the dark side. They became lords of the Sith, merging their fallen Jedi culture with sacrificial rituals of the savage Korriban natives. There's a lovely picture, and they look hideous. <laughs> As you can see. Oh, shit. Again, if you want to see this, it's <laughs> what all is the book, that? <laughs> page 146. <clears throat> 2,000 years later... This the Lords of Sith space mounted an invasion of the Republic, running wild over Carrick and Coruscant. The Sith blitzed the heart of civilized space before the Jedi could drive them back into exile. <coughs> this was the first of many wars between the Jedi and the Sith. During the Voltar Cataclysm, in the Third Great Schism, the Dark Side... Siders, influenced by the Sith, triggered the obliteration of an entire world. This act led to the regular clashes between the dark side and the light side, including the great Sith War of Exar Kun. And Luke put a note here. Exar Kun lived on as a dark side spirit. He nearly killed me, but it taught me not to underestimate the Sith. Uh, ooh. So let's recap real quick before we keep going. This act led to regular clashes between the dark side and the light side, including the Great Sith War of Exar Kun and the Jedi Civil War that saw defection of two Jedi champions who became Darth Malak and Darth Revan. Yes, he the did Jedi cause Order that. The Jedi barely survived these conflicts. So only a few centuries later, when war broke... And hold on, Dooku has a note here in the... Interesting, I have read that Revan returned to the light before his sudden disappearance from <clears throat> galactic affairs. So let's see. Before, um, So only a few centuries later when war broke out, the Sith took control of Coruscant, relocating the Jedi to Tython. 
we have since won back our rightful place on Coruscant. The fourth great schism, which occurred a millennium ago, brought on a thousand years of fighting, and the ascendance of Darth Ruin, and the Sith, and the plague that provided the drumbeat for what we for <clears throat> excuse me, the plague that provided the drumbeat for what was truly the Dark Republic age. It was a military campaign that nearly brought the end to civilization. Yet, the Army of the Light beat the Brotherhood of Darkness at the Battle of Rusan. Those Jedi who sacrificed their lives have transformed the Dark Age into a Golden Age of Peace and Bounty. <clears throat> and Ahsoka put, too bad it couldn't last. Finally, we have one page about Darth Bane and the end of the Sith. So it's appropriate we read this to better understand how the end happened. Because this is ancient times before Phantom Menace. This is the origins of what we know as the Sith. So here is how they were driven away, I guess, right? Let's read it. The Sith have been the enemies of the Jedi for thousands of years, yet outsiders view them as inevitable. And as an inevitable and necessary counterbalance to the light side, proven wrong after the Battle of Rusan, when the Sith Order crumbled. Although danger still lurks among the stars, the citizens of the Republic need no longer fear, fear the title Darth. Now this is, of course, again, before the Order 66, before all this changed. Oh, this is some, some this ancient shit, yeah. Like, before all that happened. We'll assume shortly before Anakin came along, right? Let's just put it in that kind of a time frame. <clears throat> it is ironic that that one of their own Darth Bane had helped bring the destruction of the Sith, but it is not surprising. It is the Sith way to scratch and claw for power. In the war's last decade, Bane rose through the ranks of the Brotherhood of Darkness to challenge the leadership of the Sith Lord Khan. From Sith prisoners in custody on Arikatar, we have learned that many of them considered Bane to be the Sith Sithari, the culmination a prophecy of a prophecy that foretold the rise of a perfect being. This divination and in inverted mirror of the Jedi prophecy of the Chosen One reflected the Sith need to cast their hopes up, uh, upon a savior as the Jedi Academy of Light had chosen one on them. Bane's popularity split the ranks of the Sith Lords, causing them to lose focus to surrender the key ground on Rusan. Ultimately, Lord Khan knew he could not win and triggered a thought bomb. This unspeakable dark side weapon scorched the surface of Rusan and drew the spirits of every Coruscant, Sith, and Jedi into its bottomless singularity. Bane died with the rest of the Sith Lords on Lord on Rusan, proving that not even the Sithari could sustain an order founded on aggression and greed. Though we Jedi must continue to resist the temptations of the dark side, it is cause for good cheer that the enemies of life have been vanquished. So this is all again before the Phantom Menace, before the Sith have returned again. And there are some notes here. Yoda wrote, Darkness too, I sometimes sense. Vigilant, the Jedi must remain. <laughs> yeah, I'm killing it as Yoda, bitch. Um, More. 
Dooku <laughs> wrote, Idle rumors say the Sith survived under the rule of two. Master one, apprentice one. Anakin, one dead on Naboo. <laughs> Anakin's got the dumbest <laughs> notes. Like, I killed one on Naboo, bro. Um. Oh, yeah, that's right, because... Well, in his younger days, he was kind of no, remember, too, and like. Oh wait, who died on Naboo? Darth Maul. They thought he died on Naboo, so this is when he was a kid and he was writing in it. This is probably in Clone Wars. Wait, did, does he write? Oh, he killed totally one. Clone or is he Wars, just saying in the one Sith is book, dead? They have Mother Talzin. Um, one is dead. One dead on Naboo. That means he's talking about Darth Maul. Yeah. So this is before Darth Maul comes back in Clone Wars, because the Book of the Sith has Mother Talzin in it. So I was like, oh my god. I know exactly when these books are taking place. Cool. Okay. okay. So we got rough timeline. Ahsoka, can we shut down the separatist separatists first? So it's again before yeah. the end of that. And is that it on the notes? That's it on the notes. After that, there's dark side organizations. There's the Sorcerers of Tund, the Maroka Mercosa Order, Bladeborn, Black Knights, and Jarvasaquin. All different order like organizations well, like, that kind of use the dark side so that's pretty cool so some subgroups um, this is just kind of the jedi history of the sith and how they came about and then how they fall so i thought that that would be a cool kind of halfway thing before we get to our sponsors so let's take a moment here and let's pay the bills this episode is brought to you by synergy nation network podcasts for those with passion found at synnation.net and by Voodoo Shop in Omaha, Nebraska your place for the strangest curiosities in town alright and that was our lovely sponsors thanks for tuning in for that guys um, we're, we're halfway through our six Trey uh, it's your turn right or is it my turn whose turn is it mm. oh we just covered Revan so I guess it's my we turn covered Revan yeah because we went boom, boom, boom. So now it's my turn, it'll be your turn, then my turn. Um, covered Maul first. Maybe not a popular opinion, but I'll cover Kylo Ren. Oh, come on. I know, I know. Uh. People hate him. I don't know why. I think he was a great character, played amazingly by Adam Driver. I love his character simply because of his backstory. He was Ben Solo and Leia's kid. Uncle Luke was like, let me train his ass. He could be a powerful Jedi. He's got the DNA. You know what I mean? Like, obviously. He trains him, and then Snoke starts putting stuff out into the universe, like little temptations in Kylo and breaking him subtly and subtly. And one night, Luke goes to his little sleepy bungalow and tries to check on him, but then Snoke kind of takes over Luke's mind and puts anxiety in him to where he lights his lightsaber and Kylo freaks out. Of course, Ben at this point, blowing the whole place up, killing a bunch of students, and taking the rest to form the Knights of Ren. Right. Then the whole movies happen, and it's cool to see him kind of struggle with that internally. And the fact that when he came into the First Order, they didn't respect him. They were like, who's this fucking child that the <laughs> Supreme Leader wants to fucking see? And slowly, he became the Supreme Leader. Like, he became, at the time, the Emperor. They could have found someone better. But I'm just why. saying, like, <laughs> he did it himself, though, and I think that's respectable. Regardless of if he was an effective emperor or not, he went from being a boy to the emperor, and no one really respects that. Also, he was the true Rise of the Skywalker, like, title card. 
character for me in that movie yeah. because of his redemption song and how he came back and truly redeemed himself in that fight scene. And I was like, dude, Ben Solo is the best. Literally, he's the best because he's the best good and bad in that moment. Like, But as a Sith, he accomplished a lot. And he tore down his grandfather's legacy to try to build something better. Even in the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, he was killing all those Mustafar uh, Vader cultists to get to the Wayfinder. And that, I thought that was cool that they included that. And like, I like that he's so into his own history and the history of the Sith and the history of the galaxy. Like, He doesn't have the knowledge of everything, but he has the passion behind. Because they just said, <clears throat> that's part of the code in Sith. It's passion. And that's nah. how he got push to the dark side it is passion yeah it's that constant struggle between passion and focus you know what i mean yeah and i really like that in him you know that selfish nature too he deserves a spot on the underrated sith or at one time sith you know or sith users or or dark side users or whatever i guess you can't really say this is a sith list anymore it's more of a dark side list you know what i mean True, true. So we'll call it the dark side list, folks. We're making a, a 45 minute in correction on our list. But we wanted it to kind of be a dark side Sith episode. So that's number four. I think, honestly, I think he's an underrated character, very well played, very influential in the story, more so than the protagonist, even. And he had the lineage to be the last Skywalker. So good on both fronts and effective. Um,. But that's my fourth. Trey, who's your fifth? Who's who's your last mm. dark side user that you want to throw on the underrated list? And we're doing six because order 66. You know what? I'm not really sticking to like the reasons here, but I'm, mm. I'm, I'm going to say Dooku just because. I'm glad you like, said him because I was going to if you didn't. Like, And again, he's another person just like Maul that reviewers on YouTube have claimed is not a Sith user. That he just because he's a pawn of Palpatine and wasn't intended to be his final apprentice. True. That he's not a, a true Sith and I argue no he is because he was taught the ways of the Sith. I mean even down to force lightning. You know what I mean? Right. And he used to be a Jedi, a very powerful Jedi, right? Like exactly. back before Phantom Menace age, he was there when all this shit was happening. Mm-hmm. So if he's a Jedi, how could he not become a Sith if there's no other apprentice to the to Sidious at the time? I think it's a lame argument because, yeah, he's getting older. He knows Duke is not going to last forever, but he's a necessary tool through the Clone Wars. You know what I mean? To further that part of his plan. Because he knew it was going to take a while. He knew this war wasn't going to be like three days. And he didn't have Anakin at that time. So he had to have somebody. And, I don't know. Sorry. That's my no. little Dooku rant. I mean, yeah. It pisses he, me off. <laughs> he, he had to... <clears throat> you know, it's interesting, though, because, you know, like, he was a tool, basically, to get to Anakin. Yeah. Uh, like, where Anakin kills him. Um, and, you know, Palpatine's just like, yes, yes. You know, he's, like, kind of ancient, just leaving out, like, a little trail of Skittles or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just leading Anakin in. Um, but I, I don't think he was from the very beginning picked to be disposable Mm -hmm. uh but i like him just because i mean although i hate his name i I just think dooku just sounds ridiculous just dumb as shit but darth tyrannis sounds cool i will say i mean darth tyrannis sounds cool you know sounds like a a sithy dinosaur dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) tyrannosaurus darth you know um but 
I mean, for one, the way he carries himself, like, bro, bro just has, like, a, a presence about him. He has a swag about him that, yeah. that I, I, I just kind of always liked. But also, um, I feel like you, you never really truly get to see just how powerful he is. Like, yeah, in his, his, no, I agree. Like, his overall mastery. Um, yeah, he, he did. He was one of the only Jedi that, I mean, regardless of turning to the dark side... Uh, he was one of the only Jedi that practiced that uh, a legal position that Mace Windu also practiced. The one that countered like Dark Side. Uh, was it Dark Lightning or whatever? No, like, it uh, wasn't Dark Lightning. No, I mean like countering. It was like how to counter Sith Force by mirroring the Sith Force back to them. Uh, and it was like you're technically using uh, the Sith, the the Dark Side. But you're not you're mirroring it. You know, it's a way to like parry the dark side essentially. Basically. But yeah. Mace Windu practiced it and so did Dark uh uh Count Dooku. And it was a forbidden thing in the Jedi Temple at the time. It was very controversial. Like they didn't like doing that. But Mace Windu was like, dude, I fucking created this. Like for our safety. And I should be one of the only people to know it. Him, Dooku, and maybe one other person ever knew it. And I think that's it. And it's like super fucking forbidden. I'll have to look up the name of it. Well, when we get the actual Jedi Path book and Book of the Sith, we'll look it up. I feel like there should have been more scenes where you could actually see Dooku flex his abilities. I mean, obviously we get that that little scene where he's like fighting Yoda. I, yeah. I think that shit's really dope because um, I mean, you also get to see Yoda go at it too. Oh, you totally. Know? And who doesn't want to see that? That was cool. So that shit was just really intense. But he um, really uses that Force ability a lot. Like, fucking Dooku. He, you could tell, like, he's he's always, like, a step ahead, too. Like, he's mm-hmm. a highly intelligent person. Very, uh, like, he's a tactical genius, if you ask me. You know the only thing I don't like about him? He's, he's a very spoiled person. He's like, I grew up rich. I'm a count. I was I like rich that. since birth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get on my fancy spaceship. <laughs> yes. It's like, dude... I, was, I don't like that you're privileged. I don't like that you're privileged. Like, even if you weren't a Jedi or a Sith or a, a Count, even, like, or whatever, you have this, like, Count hood, and so you're, like, a celebrity anyway. Like, you could lose everything as far as powers and still be like, oh, I'm gonna get away on my fancy caviar ship. I love it. Come to Genosha with me, baby. Like, fuck you. The only Force user that's going to go into a lightsaber battle holding his pinky out the whole time. He is underrated, (laughs) though. I'll give you that. As far as a Force user, people always cut him short because they don't know his history. And that's the thing. Yeah, if you really dig into it, Mm -hmm. uh, look into the background of everything or the stuff where you got, like, the information where you got to actually look for it, not something that's just put on a screen for you. Yeah. Dooku's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. You got to, like, you got to just respect his, his prowess. Oh, totally. Bro's a whole thug. Yeah, I like him, but he's just, again, not one of my tops. But he deserves a place on this underrated list of Force users. Dark Force users. Um, I guess we're down to my last one, right? Yeah, who's your guy? Fuck. Or gal. Or gal. We're huh. a progressive uh, podcast here. Put on the <laughs> thinking music, Hugo. Don't go. We have thinking music. What are you doing? Stop! I can't think when people do that. It's so bad. Yeah, maybe I want to have this on here. Um, well, then we'll put it in post. You don't do it over the music. First time podcaster. No, I was joking. Uh, you've been on here, what, five times? Yeah, um, five, I guess. Fuck Greedo. 
I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, he's like... not a Dark Forest user. Man, I can't think of another one that's underrated as for me. I, okay, I'll have to say Savage Press. Nah. Because he had a good uh, role in Darth Maul's legacy. That's why I think he's underrated. Now, skill-wise, he was not that good. He was not one of the best at what he did. But he was he was enhanced through dark side magic by Mother Talzin to make him more stronger and vicious, which I thought was a very cool thing. I was like, okay, you got steroids, but dark side steroids. So you're like even more souped up than a normal dark side user. Because you're like small and weak, so they made him big and strong. Like, Darth Arnold. That's a cool, yeah. That's a cool little twist. And while they were fucking shit up around the galaxy, those two were unstoppable for a while. And that is why Emperor Palpatine had to come kill Savage, because he knew if he let Savage grow in the dark side, it would only make Maul grow, and then they would both grow more powerful than the Emperor. Because it's all about how long you got your toe dipped in the water. You yeah. know what I mean? And the Emperor's like, my toe will be the longest in the water. Like, it's like, dude, stop. Crusty-ass toe. Fucking spongy-ass toe because it's been in there for 50 goddamn years. You know what I mean? Like Toenail still flaky somehow, though. Gross, yeah. I hate that shit. Yellow. But he's just so selfish with the hot tub of Sith. Like, he doesn't let anyone else jump in. He's like, no, don't do it. Do you really want to get in that water with him, though? It's all gross. You go to the gym. He's all nasty looking yeah. and soggy. He's like hitting it up with electricity. Hop in. The Damn water it. is fine. <laughs> the water is great, Lord Vader. <laughs> you will enter. <sighs> I'm a pass, bro. That water shouldn't even be that color. How long have you been yeah. in there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should clean this water. Execute order. 88 <laughs> sponge bath uh, no. <laughs> no but man we bag on Palpatine a lot but he is like the granddaddy of the Sith like he learned from the best and died not like the rest because he came back like a bitch but I just love ragging on him because he's such an asshole and he's like an old dirty gross man but he did fucking carry that Sith out bro he took that big Sith dick and whipped it all over the galaxy when they killed Qui-Gon, he was like, we're back, bitches! And they were like, fuck, who is he? And I, I think I knew for a minute that the way Mace was looking, I think I think there's a scene at the end of Phantom when they're burning Qui-Gon's body at his funeral and Senator's there, and I think Mace was looking at him for a minute like, is this motherfucker the Sith? You know what I mean? Like, I think Mace Windu was onto it the whole time. He was like, this yeah. motherfucker right here. <laughs> like, You can tell him. Say like, Sith again! Like, you know? It's like, you got Mace, he's like, he knows something's up. And then, of course, that Yoda's like, he's sensing shit. You yeah. know, Yoda's just like, mm. I think they both were onto it before they had evidence, and that's why they couldn't do anything for a while. Because they're like, what are we supposed to do, man? He runs shit around here. You know, we're just our own religion slash, like, monk samurais. Like, what are we going to do? We're peacekeepers. So they couldn't officially make any moves until they had hard evidence. And that's why they allowed Anakin to be, like, his little, like, dude. Question. You know? Like, what? If you had to. Yeah. Would you get into a hot tub with Yoda mm. or Palpatine? Like, they've been brewing. <laughs> like, whose water are you soaking in? Um... <laughs> And they both old as shit. Which Palpatine <laughs> and which Yoda? <laughs> are we talking like Phantom Menace Palpatine before he gets fucked up? And he's like, or are we talking like, are we talking uh, Return of the Jedi Palpatine where he's gross? Or are we talking Rise of the Skywalker Palpatine where he's like an undead zombie? Mm, let's say old fucked up Palpatine. Return but, of the but Jedi? Pre, pre-resurrection. Return of the Jedi. Okay. So yeah. 
Or or what? Like Clone Wars Yoda? Or are we talking pre like uh, I'm about to die Yoda? I'm about to die Yoda. Like old, like both of them at their oldest, except for like the most recent version of Palpatine, where obviously Yoda man, because he wouldn't electrocute me if I did something wrong. Oh no, like they, he would they're not going to harm you. It's just whose water? Ew, whose water? Whose water would you soak in? Uh, Yoda's, because maybe they'd give me some kind of midichlorians, or like it would allow me to like get his power. Plus, I think he, I don't think he would shit himself. I think the Emperor, <laughs> something about the Emperor and the way he hunches over just makes me think he's like constantly trying not to shit himself and like they change his Sith diapers. Like, what do they call that? Incontinence or something? He's yeah, like, he's just, incontinent. Just shit like, himself. Like, yeah, the dark got, side can't. We shouldn't laugh about that, but I'm just saying, like, oh, when you're yeah. old, you know, he, I think he's, he looks that old when he's just like, I've got, I can't do it <laughs> you know like, yeah. execute order two. they gotta wipe his ass <laughs> so. right away my lord <laughs> yes my oh master oh my god <laughs> that's so great Ooh, is that uh, why they called him Dooku Dooku <laughs> no his name was Dooku that was a nice try though you just want to keep laying that in there laying in that I Dooku. hate the, I don't stop like laying that, in that, that word Dooku, exists son. like Dooku, it shouldn't exist. <laughs> Fuck you, George Lucas. Why'd you make his name Dooku? You could have made it anything. You could have made it Lucian. Luciano. Dark Luciano. <laughs> it's some Italian, some Italian city. My name is Dark Luciano. <laughs> oh my God! Imagine like like. Like, he has oh. like he has like a paunch, like <laughs> like his hair is greased back and he's got like a mustache, like a greaser, like just a greaser, my like name, force user. My name is Arthur Lucia. <laughs> oh my! Give in to your hate. Oh my! You can't take that seriously. <laughs> Sound like Mario? Oh my god, it's horrible. I'm a horrible person, guys. I don't know why you put up with me. Drignast is the nastiest motherfucker with a blaster. I will agree with this. I think I think we I did it. I think it's a great list. I think these are six Sith, <clears throat> six Sith and or dark side users that you can really take home to the bank. You can be proud of them. You know they really get your jib. These are guys that either get a bad rap for something in the writing of their character that's not their control, or fictionally not the character's fault. You know I mean come on people, or they're just like underappreciated. Or some of them aren't seen as Sith. Some of them may not be Sith, but some of them are, and like it's like, come on, man. I think if we can take anything away from this show. It's that Count Dooku and Darth Maul were both Sith. Like, for sure. There's no way you can't say they weren't. Like Outside of that, there are some other dark side Force users that you may not have heard about that we, we talked about tonight that do a little research. Look them up. There's plenty of books out there. Whether it's legends or canon, it's all fun to get into. I mean, let's we be honest. It. It's COVID season. Y'all ain't got shit else to do. Yeah, I mean, you're listening to us. We and we also, hey, we appreciate the the numbers for the first episode. You guys tuned in, and we love it. Like one of the most popular series we came out with so far, and it's the newest. So that's awesome. So we're hitting the numbers. We're getting people in here, and we'll remind you again if you want to leave a comment for this show, whether it's a topic, a character, you want to tell us how wrong we are about something. Go to syn nation. That's sin nation. Syn nation dot net slash twg, and leave us some some messages there. We have a little message box. You can speak your geek and leave one for the show. We always respond on air. So uh, tell us who it's for or what show it's for, and leave <coughs> us a message. We'll get back to it. As always, 
subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify, um, and also on Twitch. We put out specific content on each platform that you're not going to find cross-platform. Of course, our episodes are everywhere. Um, you can find all of the different playlists for all of our series at sinnation.net slash TWG. But yeah, we appreciate you guys listening to that little vomit of ad reels I had again. I know we kind of had one in the middle for a minute. But, but yeah, I think we did it, man. Self-Tano coming out the gate again with another great This Is The Way. As always so and gonna, forever. Are we going to do Jedi next time? Is that the thing? Six underrated Jedi? You know what? Yeah, I want to dig into Jedi. Um, okay. <clears throat> just because, I mean... That, that that aligns with my own my own personal interests anyway more cool yeah no that's cool i'm glad that we get to do one of each and then maybe we can talk about bounty hunters that'll be more my shit we could do a bounty hunter episode after that or like a scum and villainy episode i guess just like thieves and pirates and bounty hunters like are six underrated you know what i mean Oh yeah, we can definitely go down lists cool. of like different categories of people i like um, this as a series <laughs> and fun. can definitely dive into that stuff um and of course, I mean, not everything's going to be a list, so yeah. always check in. Like other times, I'll just be, or we'll all just be like bullshitting about Star Wars based things. Oh yeah, um, I like to do lists just to bring some kind of structure to to our ideas that we can form around. Like we talked midway about the history, but not everything has to be a list on this series. We can just do like, hey, let's talk about this, you know, or talk about this battle or this show or review something if you want. You take the the fucking the fucking steering wheel bud <laughs> you know uh, we're gonna give you uh we're gonna give you a phd in some of the shit and uh, at the same time you're gonna laugh a little bit you're yeah have some bit, fun so. ask ourselves some silly star wars questions i love that weird hot tub question that was gross um <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and it's gonna fucking my nasty. nightmares will be haunted forever now so but uh thank you guys for listening to another this is the way as always i'm the nastiest bounty hunter in the galaxy with a blaster drig nast and my co-host Self Tanu. And we have been broadcasting all the way from Planet Hoth on Outpost Delta. Good night, folks. I said good night. Leave. No, you hang up first. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing a little music can't help. Rockin', rockin' and rollin'. Seagulls poking my head, not fun. I said, Seagulls, mm, stop it now. <laughs> <laughs>